Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello everyone, happy Friday. Today's podcast is a bit different. It's the audio from an Instagram live that I did with an internet acquaintance talking all things movement for everybody. The audio might be a bit different, um, of different quality, and you'll likely hear things specific to Instagram, but I loved this conversation so much that I didn't want to leave it in only one place on the web. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. But Before we dive in, I'll share my rose button thorn. So my rose for today is that I had a really good meeting today that I'm right the day that I'm writing this. And I have to be a bit cryptic about it right now. But good news is always nice. So I had a good meeting. And it's as simple as that. Okay, my thorn is that I'm writing this on April 1st, and that is actually the day that my husband and I decided to be an official couple six years ago, and it's just kind of like, couldn't we have waited a day so that our anniversary wasn't on April Fool's Day? Um, That's kind of a throwaway thorn because honestly, like, one of the best decisions of my life, but I actually do kind of also like that it's April Fool's Day, but I thought it was a fun thorn. And my bud is that next week is spring break for our kiddo. And since we are quarantined, we aren't traveling. So my plan is just to be the fun parent like all week long and let him run rampant. And I feel like I never get to do that. You know, I feel like I'm always like the timekeeper. Here's what needs to be done. Here's when we need to do it. So I'm excited to just let the the house be a free-for-all for a week and not have to constantly say no, you know? So excited, super pumped. All right, I will see you guys in the interview. Hello, so if you're watching the replay, I'm just waiting here for our friend Sam to join us live and we're gonna have a chat about movement and the Enneagram and kind of how to use your Enneagram to work on your relationship to moving your body. Um, All right, so um, as I wait for Sam to join us, let me know where you're watching from. If you're joining us live, let me know. Um, I am here in Asheville at at our house. This is my bookshelf, you guys can see. Um, I hope you guys are doing well today. Happy Wednesday. Let's see. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, just so dandy. <laughs> um, I love your glasses. Thank you so much. I've been having like a bit of a or something, so I'm having to wear my glasses and I'm like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, well, here, I'm going to check my I think that'll be better. There. Um, I'm from, we have Eugene, Oregon, Colorado, Alabama, um, Asheville. Sam, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. And um, I told them kind of why we're hanging out today already. Um, but go ahead and let us know. So yeah, well, first of all, up, I just... I'm so, so, so happy to be speaking with you because I've been such a big fan and it, Enneagram has been such an amazing part of my life for the past two or three years and you've been so instrumental in that. So I just want to say thank you, first of all. Um, I, my name is Sam Light. I'm from Wisconsin. I live in New York City. I'm an actor and I also do health coaching. Um, especially with Broadway shutting down. Um, it was a good time to, you know, have a second business, you know, to have like kind of something else that I was doing. Um, and my business is really focused around how to find sustainable health, right? So I feel like I was so sick of the health industry being so aesthetics focused. And I wanted to help people find movement that they loved to do. But then I also wanted to help people uh, make goals that were going to make them do better, feel better, and then move better, right? So that when we're 90, we can still like stand up and sit down from the couch. And you know, we, we are, we're learning to do movements, but uh, we're taking the aesthetics out of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's been really interesting because over the past year, I think that people have been like yearning for this opportunity to kind of say like, no, I'm not going to the gym to get like a summer body or something, right? I'm going to the gym or I'm working out in my home, you know, um, because it makes me feel good. And because otherwise I will just go crazy in my apartment, right? I'm finally realizing that exercise actually brings me so much joy and it makes me feel so much better, right? Um, so it's been amazing and it's been really great uh, finding new ways to help people find sustainable health. And I think Enneagram is one of those really like weirdly niche, but not so niche anymore ways to do it, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I love that you you talk about, um, you know, health for all, all kinds of people. And I think in um, health outside of aesthetics, I think for so so many of us, like for me, the undoing of I move my body to look a certain way, right? Taking it from that to I move my body because it feels good and I like the way I feel when I move my body, it makes me happy, yeah. it makes me feel mobile. And, um, you know, it, there's so many amazing benefits outside of the, of the aesthetic of it. Um, and it, like you said, like I want to feel good when I'm older, I want to move my yeah. body. Um, so I'm really, that's why like, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you specifically and why I'm like very picky about like health talk because I, I do want us to focus on um, everybody can have a health journey no matter how you look or. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like <laughs> such an important topic of kind of saying like everyone deserves mm -hmm. to be healthy. Everybody deserves access to the resources to mm -hmm. be healthy. And uh, so that's why, like, I also find it so important that we are, 
making sure that we're putting out like this kind of content and we're putting out like um, workouts that are accessible to everyone, even if you can't afford to go to the gym or, you know, um, workouts that make you feel like you can do it, even if sports weren't like a huge part of your life growing up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to make it as accessible as possible so that people can see that like, no, moving your body and being healthy is not just for like a certain group of people. It's for everyone. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we're going to talk about in each Enneagram type and some tips for kind of sustainable health for each Enneagram type. But if you guys are listening and you have questions, um, you can put them in the comments below and we'll either get to them now or we'll get to them at the end. Um, okay, so let's talk about our type one. So our type ones, right? They're, they're perfectionists. They're, you know, black and white thinking, good and bad. Um, what are some tips for if you want to have sustainable health as a type one? Are you asking me? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can talk that... about it. You know, like... So it's so interesting. I um, don't have any type ones in my life. So I'm trying to think about like very specifics. So I can say, let's say I'm someone who really feels like a failure if I don't do it perfectly. Oh, yeah. Then the biggest tip that I have for you is just some is better than none, right? Mm -hmm. Like in, in every component of exercise, you just walking around your apartment is better than you sitting on your couch the entire day, right? So anything that you can do to move your body, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be like the highest calorie burn. Some is better than none, for sure. That's good. That's so good. Um, Okay, so for our type twos, let's say I'm a type two and I really like seek my worth from how other people see me, right? So like it's very important to be loved, to be liked, and I also tend to, over, let's say I, I'm not a type two, but I realize me saying, using that language is people are going to be like, oh, you're a type two. <laughs> you're everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, let's say I'm a type two, I tend to deprioritize my own needs and put myself last. So other people's priorities come first. Yeah. And I think that that is so common. And I hope that it's weird talking about bright sides of this pandemic it's like very uncomfortable like i think that we can acknowledge that this has been such a horrible time and like that but one of the bright sides is that we have been able to slow down a little bit and hopefully twos have seen in the past year that prioritizing themselves actually allows them to help others better Mm -hmm. you know And I I think that sometimes when we're so busy, it's so difficult to do that. It's so difficult to do that, slow down and prioritize yourself, but you just have to, in order to help others. Yeah. So I kind of, I hear, I see some twos saying like, I need to schedule myself in first. I have to work out alone so I can feel in my own skin. Um, Yeah. I think that makes sense. Like you're saying, like, we have been given this opportunity to kind of slow down. Yeah. um, and that it can be a teacher to us at this time to really just be like, okay, how can I make this time? Um, yeah. It's hard. That's a, yeah. that's a hard one. I'm sure the twos have a really, really hard time. <laughs> like that sounds, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think having like I imagine like having someone um, on your team, like like having you on your their team would be beneficial, right? Like someone who they're a little bit accountable to because twos aren't yes. going to let anyone down. Um, so there. Oh, that's a good point. Of just having some an accountability team. It me it, to me it says that you may really benefit to signing up for some kind of like program that -hmm. holds you just a little bit more accountable. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so our type threes, our type threes are the achiever. Do you, do you know your Enneagram type? I'm a type three. Okay. (laughs) Not to, I don't know why I, I I fell. Um, I try not to guess. So I know, I know. Uh, I listen to your podcast about that. I'm like, I know, but it's so hard not to. <laughs> it is. It is um, so you definitely know what you need. So tell me a little bit about, about what it's like for three. I, it's tough because I definitely see what motivates me as a three mm-hmm. and I see it as a positive and a negative, which is, you know, just like classic quintessential Enneagram, you know, like <laughs> you see the positives and the negatives. Um, for me, I'm very motivated by, you know, showing my workouts and like, like working out with other people so that they know that I did the workout, you know, and like, they know that I did the workout well, and I achieved something at the workout. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is great that I understand that it Mm -hmm. also is not necessarily a great step in sustainable health because I should be intrinsically motivated enough to go to the gym, even if no one was going to see me there, you know, and even if I didn't have to achieve anything there. So it's a double-edged sword, you know? (laughs) I think it is like, I think that's an interesting thing to bring up because a lot of times when we're talking Enneagram, using the Enneagram as a tool for anything, um, there's kind of two levels, right? There's like the level of like, how do I hack my personality to yeah. do the thing so and I think for threes that is like I need to make sure that like there's some goal to achieve or there's someone who can say like good job you did it um or just like upping the ante on yourself a little bit every time so that you feel challenged and therefore motivated yeah and then there's that like deeper level of how do I heal through the obligation the, the um desire to show up in that way at all so I think yeah um I think you touched on that, like that now underneath, it's like, how do we, how do I even know what feels good to me or what kind of workout I enjoy on the deeper level? Yeah. And I think that the real big pitfall is if I don't have those opportunities to achieve, Mm -hmm. will I continue wanting to move my body, you know? And that is a scary thing, you know? Um, So something I need to work on for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Type fours, I think type fours are, um, they tend, they're one of the action repressed types. So they do tend to, like some types, you know, some have a really strong three wing, um, or maybe they're self-preservation four and they're a little bit easier to take action or even sexual force too. Um, But generally they're an action repressed type. And then if they have that five wing, they're like double action repressed, meaning they're slow to take action. Um, The other thing to know about our fours is they want to, they want to feel good. They want to feel the moment. Like, okay, I'm going to work out when I feel like it. Yes. 
Yeah, so this is interesting because uh, my boyfriend is a four. And um, very much of the mindset and very much uh, he is happiest and most creative when he can live in the moment, right? And not have a copious routine and like, like very, uh, like, structured life, right? Mm -hmm. And this has been really interesting, because during quarantine, we are absolutely exact opposites in that way. And it's taken me a while to say like, no, 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 I actually understand you a little bit better, because I understand type fours a little bit better, Mm -hmm. right? And I understand that we're going to have like structure is going to work for me and structure is not going to work for you most of the time. Mm -hmm. But just recently, I think that he's kind of come to this realization that in the specific example of exercise, Mm -hmm. structure actually can be really helpful to him, even though most aspects of his life, he doesn't like structure, you know? So Mm -hmm. he's put a little bit of structure for movement And that has made him feel really good. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that touches on that, like, what we went into with threes, which is um, that, like, surface level, like, let's hack my personality, which is, like, fours, like, kind of naturally resist structure, kind of want to flow, want to feel like they're present in the moment. But then that underneath work is really kind of about adding in that structure to get into, like, the deep reward of kind of putting action to the things you dream about structures kind of required or it really will help them so I think you you had had a post about uh small structures small routines for fours can lead to their own reward right that was triggering for our fours a little bit so that was triggering for him and I think that it took him a long time to kind of be like it feels like a negative you know (laughs) and I don't think it's a negative I think that is just like a very profound understanding of fours and it's not going to be applicable to every situation with the four Mm -hmm. but it was yeah that was fascinating (laughs) yeah I think it is like it's because it's it's completely counterintuitive and so I think that's why it's like a lot of people were like whoa 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 like absolutely not first of all that's not fun like that's not everyone else got a fun thing yeah I know I know I get that (laughs) um but I think there's also the level of like it's going against everything that you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Enneagram is, right? Is like, it's kind of going against everything that you're, you're, you've been trained or you believe you're supposed to be doing this whole time. Yeah. Oh, so tough. <laughs> it is, it is. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about fives. So our fives, yeah. they're the most disconnected from their bodies. So they're in the head type. Um, they tend to kind of live from head up, from neck up. Mm. And so they really have a hard time getting present in their body. Um, and they tend to, and they want to really understand things. They want to know things from kind of all angles. Um, in order to take action, they really feel like they need to know all all the things. Yeah. For a five, I would say commit to an initial investment, Mm. say like, do your research, figure out why you are doing it, figure out that. Um, the movement that you do is going to influence the movement you can do when you're older, you know, like come up with reasons that are actually motivating to you and let those fuel your everyday movement, you know? That's so good. And I like one of the pieces of advice I give 
to fives when we talk about self-care is like budget for it ahead of time because fives fear resources and yeah. so like you said like make that initial investment because if you commit to to investing in it financially like our fives are going in because they're not going to waste their money like, yeah exactly you know? exactly yeah. like sometimes it takes that initial investment mm -hmm. for you to get going and for you to actually commit and yeah this is a perfect example totally and then you said as well like really understanding how this is going to benefit you. I think that in general, like when we talk motivation, like understanding why you're doing something and what your, your tangible benefits are, I think can benefit all of us. I think that's really, really wise. Um, okay. Our sixes. Um, so our sixes, they are, they're future oriented in the sense that they're preparing. So they're, mm. it, a lot of people, they use the language worst case scenario for our sixes. I like to use the word prepared. Um, they just want to feel like they've got it. They, they are fully equipped to handle whatever may come their way. Um, they're also, um, they seek certainty and they seek guidance. So they tend to, um, depending on your subtype of six, some sixes kind of bristle against authority. But a lot of times our sixes are looking for someone to be like, this is certainly the way. Um, for sure, this is what you can count on. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough because in wellness, it the landscape is changing so much with mm -hmm. more and more research that, God, I wish that there was someone who could just like give you the clear cut answer of like, this is the way, right? Uh -huh. And besides the the advice that like, you should drink water you should eat whole foods and you should move your body. Like there's nothing else really that we can <laughs> say with hundred percent certainty that we're not going to reverse. I, that sounds insane, but like in the wellness industry, like that is absolutely true. We find new, we have new research every single day. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough place to be in as a six, mm -hmm. but I will say one of the terms that I think has been pretty profound for some of the people in my community is this idea of, prehab of okay. saying like when you injure yourself or when you have surgery or something you go to rehab right mm -hmm. but how do we do movements that are prehab that encourage our body to not have to have like get injured or have surgery or you know that would eventually lead us to rehab right yeah. So when we look at some of the movements that we're doing, so like a, a really good example of something that's kind of rooted in this is uh, Pilates is kind of rooted in movements that are trying to train your body to do movement properly and therefore not get injured, right? Oh, so good. So w if we're looking for something that is like, we're looking down the road, we want to like be preventative, like find movements that are going to be preventative so that you don't injure yourself and that you can continue moving when you're 95, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. Um, okay, so we're going to talk sevens. Yeah. We love options, variety. We do not like being told that there's one specific way. Hmm. That's the opposite, right? Um, and the other thing is, like, it's got to be fun. And yeah we're you know we're terrified of our feelings so we really like to we like to move because we can ignore how we feel yeah <laughs> um give me that middle part one more time um yeah give me that middle part one more time um i don't remember but no. <laughs> like we love we love freedom we love options we love fun 
um, kind of like tend to, but also tend to stay very, very busy because again, okay. like we, we like fill our calendars right. with anything and everything. Um, I had an Enneagram teacher recently say to me, sevens are really good at wasting energy. Um, so we can just like give our energy to anything and everything. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's hard to prioritize like what can, if it doesn't feel fun, then I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This kind of leads back into that, like some is better than none mentality, mm -hmm. but uh, I would keep the blinders on and try not to buy into what is the most effective workout routine mm -hmm. or not even workout routine, but just like what is the most effective form of movement and focus on what you actually enjoy. Because if that, what you actually enjoy is ping pong and that's like your form of movement, that is great. Is ping pong gonna burn you less calories than taking a spin class? Maybe, but it doesn't matter because like, if the option is between you doing ping pong and then you doing one spin class and then never going again, <laughs> I would prefer you to do ping pong for years, you know, like, yeah. so as a seven, I think it's really important to focus less on effectiveness and focus more on what you would enjoy and what is sustainable for you. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think, you know, I, um, I relate, I relate to that very much. Like one of my rules for myself. So I do yoga in the mornings and it's like my favorite thing that I do every day. But yeah. if I call it exercise, I resent it. Right. But if I call it movement, yeah. or if yeah. I call it like play, or if I call it like peacetime or like, yep. yoga, you know, it changes yep. the, the relationship I have to it completely. So I heard you even switch the language there for a minute ago. I try to as much as possible. It's like one of those things in your vernacular that you're like, you hear yourself say exercise and you're like, oh God, <laughs> like, no, it's movement. We're just looking for movement. We're looking for movement that people enjoy, you know? Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, so our type eights, um, type eights are fun because they, uh, you know, they push themselves really, really hard on themselves. I yeah. And I think our eights like, are, you know, they're challengers. They don't mind challenging themselves. They don't mind pushing through hard things. Um, but they oftentimes push through to their own detriment. Um, you know, they're, they're the kinds who might like get injured <laughs> because yeah. they are pushing themselves so hard. Yeah, I, I, this is interesting. So I see like a lot of similarities between threes and eights, which is not mm -hmm. actually supposed to be a thing, right? Isn't that not technically a similarity? They're not connected, but eights, threes, and sevens are all the assertive types. So we're all quick um, action. We're all driven. We're all like pretty like focused on our mission and our goal. Okay. I have a friend who's an eight, and I remember trying to get him to do a class with me, and it being like pulling teeth because he was like, "I think that I'm going to hurt myself." You know, like yeah. uh, to the point where it was like, I think he, he was kind of saying like, I can't like let that ego part go to yeah. allow myself to not like go as far as I can go in that class. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess my biggest suggestion is just to say like, and this is something I need to hear too, is that you're not doing it for anyone else but yourself. So 
whether you gave 25% in a class or whether you... So whether, whether you give like 20% in a class or whether you give 110% and that actually 110% like was that injury, right? Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because like who are you trying to impress like your coach it, it doesn't matter so try and like take the pressure off and just like chill out and know that you have a lifetime of wellness and movement ahead of you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really like I think that's really profound to think about the energy of an eight being in a class and looking around and being like I can push myself harder I can keep go- I can go even more that person's going harder than me I can go harder than that yeah um, and I, I also am curious about um, kind of how do you know your limits? Like what, what is an indicator of like, this, I've hit my limit? Yeah, I mean, it's, that is going to be different for everyone, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that one way that limits manifest is when movement becomes unsustainable for you. Yeah. Not only in like the moment, but like in the long term, if you've been pushing yourself so hard that you can't motivate yourself to continue the next day or the next week, mm-hmm. that means that you've reached your limit. And we need to like think about what kind of movement you're doing and the intensity of it and um, all the other factors that go into choosing movement that is right for you. It's, it's a tough thing to have to go through, but I feel like throughout people's lives, people hit many limits and then they have to uh, reassess what movement is to them and kind of like go a different path, you know? So I love that you said that because I think so often we think like, Oh, I'm supposed to adopt a certain routine. And if I don't sustain that for the rest of my life, that exact same system, then like, ah, I failed. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, just being interested in so many different things uh, is going to be, I mean, variety is the spice of life, right? Knowing that um, we have so many different opportunities for movement that are available to us, whether that is yoga or Pilates or a CrossFit class or running or biking, you know, like we have so many great things um, available to us and there are, hopefully going to be helpful to us at some point in our life, even if they aren't now, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, Okay, so we're here for our last type. Um, I saw the nine say, like, that is not a problem for nines, like, pushing ourselves (laughs) past our limit. Here's, like, the thing that I see our nines struggle with in terms of, like, goals. Um, but then also what they, they tend to do well. So I think our nines tend to really maintain habits well. The trouble okay. is building the habit out in the first place. Mm. So getting it to be a routine is like that kind of initial mountain or like of making it normal for them feels really overwhelming right. and stressful. But then once they get it into a routine, they kind of stick, they tend to stick to it. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about habits is that they do require a little bit of work, you know, to establish them. You have to be deliberate. Mm -hmm. And that is like a hard thing to 
I mean, it's just a hard thing to get into your routine that like you are going to have to do some work to put this thing that you really don't like that much right now into your daily routine. And that's going to be in the form of having to wake up early or, you know, be vulnerable in a class or, you know, like it, all of the situations that you are forming habits are vulnerable and that's not fun. So I think that my biggest suggestion to a nine is um, to evaluate where you are willing to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and try and take incremental steps toward building that habit. And that, I guess I should give you like a little bit more actionable like steps, right? Um, Like, whether you're having an accountability partner who's going to help you with that habit or whether that is signing up for a program that is going to make you feel accountable or whether it is um, taking a class with, uh, with an instructor who makes you feel really safe. Um, But you have to like figure out where you're willing to be vulnerable and then just like really kind of like go with it. Tasha down here says having a buddy to help me go Um, in the beginning is super important and external motivation goes a long way. And I think that's kind of what I was thinking about when you were talking was like, it does sound like as as you explore this, that like for a lot of nines, it might be another case of like, yeah, let's get into a program. Let's find a buddy. Um, They, they, I might need a teammate for this because it is kind of like you're, you need that initial entry point to making this normal and, nines are very receptive to other people. They want, they don't want to let anyone down. They're pretty like compliant in that way. They're not, I wouldn't say they're a compliant type, just sure. Instagram at it, but like they do tend to like want to make other people comfortable and happy. Um, and so that can hacking that, you know, um, yeah. is probably a really good motivator. I think so. I yeah. does feel like one of the other numbers that we were talking about though, and I can't remember which one. Yeah. Twos, yeah. yeah. Twos and nines have a lot in common. They're the most receptive to other people and what other okay. people differently. Yeah. So I can go into Enneagram about it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different, but yeah, they both are pretty receptive to, to the needs of others. Yeah. Um, okay. So everybody, if you have questions um pop them down in the comments let us know before we make sure we get anybody answered um i love reading everybody's thoughts about kind of their type and how it shows up um okay so if you could give us like one if you're like okay this is what you need to know like if we're going if we're transforming the way we think about health and we're taking it from you know i'm supposed to like go in this like really extreme like break like restriction you know I always call it the path of discipline versus yeah. curiosity for me it's like I should control myself and like fix myself and I, I'm the problem and like kind of shifting that energy around movement into this is like a fun thing that I get to do that makes me feel the way I want to feel um what is like sh- like what's one little thing we can do now to kind of start that journey Yeah, I think that the biggest shift that we all need to make, and this shift literally is only going to be in verbiage to start, because I know that it's impossible to actually make this shift mm-hmm. right off the bat. But the number one shift we have to make is that 
we should not be basing our wellness around how we look. Mm -hmm. That is just the number one thing. And again, like I said, it's easy for us to say that and then in our brain be like, yeah, but like I still, you know, like, because that shift takes like so long to actually make, Mm -hmm. right? But we have to start by making sure that we're not focusing our goals around how we look Mm -hmm. because we can't, find we can't find movement that we love we can't find ways to feel better we can't move better if we're just constantly fixated on you know the number on the scale or looking like a model or anything like that so that's like kind of the number one shift that I always have to make with everyone who I work with because it's just so ingrained with in us to say I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to get a six pack. It is so ingrained. And that language is just so damaging. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the first time. So I've, I've like, always been like, I'm just like an active person. I've always played sports. I've always like done some sort of movement. Um, and the first trainer that I had who did not bring up weight loss was like, for me, like when he was like, so how, what are your goals? Do you want to feel stronger? And yeah. I was like, Thank you. Because I was kind of already on my journey to this and just him specifically asking, do you want to feel stronger? Or like, how do you want to feel? Yeah. How do you want to look? It was just kind of like immediate safety, you know, just like, okay, you and me, we're on the same page here. Um, And also just like, you're getting to the point, right? Like the point, I mean, we can focus on the aesthetic of it if you want to, but like, who is that benefiting? You know, it's not me. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, like, yeah, I want to feel good and yeah. I want to feel strong. And I want to feel like flexible and like comfortable in my body. It's so. just that people see what they want to fix and they think of like the way to do that as being like, okay, that means that we have to focus on the looks, right? Yeah. When in fact, when we focus on doing better, you know, like, being able to walk upstairs without being winded or having like a faster mile time or something like that, feeling better, mm-hmm. our nutrition, our sleep, um, and then moving better, making sure that we have like proper movement mechanics, mm-hmm. we end up looking better, whatever that even means, right? But yeah. when we focus on looking better, we don't do feel or move better. Uh, I like so it's just, it, it takes a while for that mindset to actually shift in your brain but you have to start by just saying it out loud like i'm not making aesthetic goals <laughs> like yeah. we just got to get rid of them it's just so um it's the antithesis of what we were trying to do so yeah and i think you like um you touched on something that i wanted i got excited about what you were saying and i i didn't remember what i was going to say which is good um <laughs> but <laughs> um but you it did remind me of like focusing on how you want to feel, setting those, setting your goals based off of how you want to do. Um, it does. Oh, like when we talk about confidence, like we, we want to look good because we want to feel confident. Yeah. Um, but confidence for me, at least, like I will say, like when I'm working out, confidence is here. Like yeah. just moving my body is the confidence giver. Um, yeah. Feeling like I'm feeding myself the foods that feel good to me feeling like I'm doing the things I want to be doing in my life, those things give confidence. Like how I, how I appear has never like impacted how I truly feel about myself. I mean, 
in a negative way it has for yeah, me, you know, like I, yeah, like I don't think that it's ever made me feel better. You know, it's always been in like a self-conscious way, which is so telling, you know, like mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Um, I think we have some questions. Um, who do you guys think would be the best workout buddy for a type eight? Um, so our type eights, they push themselves really hard. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I'm thinking like who on the Enneagram would be like, like, it's okay, take care of yourself. Four, yes. <laughs> Fours are like, I'm here in this moment. They would really push each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that they would like, it'd be a lot of give and take. And I think that that's a good thing for the, for the yeah. partnership. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think someone said nine. I think nines and twos as well. Like twos and nines both would be like, listen to how you feel. Um, don't don't be too hard on yourself. And then the eight would be like, come on, we're wake up at six in the morning. We're going. Like right, right. <laughs> like the the eight like gets them started, but like then once they're there, the the two nines and fours are like, okay, now you need to chill. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it's like we're, we're we're balancing each other out a little bit. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for joining us. How can people hang out with you? Where they, can they find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is at lightning. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube where I do, uh, I release uh, like a shorter YouTube workout on Thursdays. And then I have a community live workout on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. So awesome. What's your, is your YouTube the same as your Instagram? Uh, it's Sam Light. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me, Sam. So, no, so thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are amazing. I love you. <laughs> you too. It's so good to like talk to you and like have this chat. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Awesome. I'll see you later. Thanks. See you. Everybody go follow him on YouTube. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.